You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. I am so glad that you took the time to be with us. I have loved our Easter uh, week devotions, these readings from the resurrection stories. Great reminder for me that we are Easter people. Well, we live in the resurrection. The work of Jesus Christ is live in our heart. And I want to share a story that I think is phenomenal. Here's an account from John's gospel um, of one episode between the disciples and Jesus after the resurrection. So the guys have returned to the boat. John chapter 21, they're fishing. Um, they're in the Sea of Galilee. Some Bible interpreters and preachers you know, say that they've given up on the ministry of Jesus and they've gone back to fishing. I am not sure that that's what's happening. They may very well just be feeding themselves and their family and doing what they know to do while they wait. We have no idea. Maybe they have given it up. I have no reason to think that. But right now, what I do know is that they're in the boat on the water and there's this guy on the beach that says, hey, you know, you catch any fish? They say no. He says, throw your net. So they throw their net in the, into the water and it just fills up with fish. It's a miraculous catch of fish. Fantastic for me. John counts them. He tells you at the end that there was, that was full of large fish, 153 large fish. <laughs> I thought it was great that John kept that detail for us. Well, this to me has got to trigger a memory for Peter of the day that Jesus called him. Uh, you know, Luke gives a beautiful account of that season where they throw their throw their on their nets on the other side of the boat. It fills up with fish. It's just a just to show that Messiah Jesus is in charge of the entire cosmos, even the fish in the Sea of Galilee. So when the net fills with fish. Um, Peter realizes it's Jesus. John realizes it's Jesus. Peter dives in the water. They swim back. They have breakfast on the beach. It's beautiful and intimate moment with Jesus. Um, standing over a charcoal fire, which brings back memories of the charcoal fire in, in the courtyard of the high priest, exactly where Peter was when he denied Jesus. And there's a couple things in this story that I want to walk our church family through, and I think it's powerful for us to think about today as we worship Jesus and as we stay faithful and as we serve. So here's the first thing. This this account includes a beautiful uh, episode of forgiveness. You know, three times Peter denied Jesus, and I am sure that he felt terrible. I know that I have felt terrible when I have disappointed God, when I've let him down, uh, and I cannot imagine how Peter felt personally after denying Jesus. So after breakfast, they're off for a walk, and uh, Jesus asks Peter if he loves him. Three times he asks him. It's a confusing little uh, exchange, but let me walk you through it. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Um, three times Jesus asked him, do you love me? And I don't think that Jesus was being belligerent. What I, what I really think was happening there is that three times Peter denied Jesus. And so Jesus just gave three, Peter three opportunities to confess aloud his love to Christ. I really think this was a beautiful way for Jesus to let Peter affirm himself. Uh, by the end of it, Peter's a little frustrated. He's confused, you know, or, you know as if he's, he can't convince Jesus that he loves him. But I want to I connect this story in a couple of ways. You know, number one, I want you to see the power of 
forgiveness that Jesus is offering you forgiveness today, like that's part of the point of the work of the cross. All through the ministry of Jesus, he had been teaching his disciples to forgive. You know, forgive as God forgives them. Don't withhold the mercy and grace that God gives to you. Give it to other people. Forgive your debts as God has forgiven has forgiven you your debts. Okay, well, in this moment, Jesus begin, is beginning to show where that forgiveness has come from, that his atoning work on the cross has allowed forgiveness to be given out freely. And Peter is one of the first people to be able to receive that grace, to be forgiven by Jesus uh, for his mistakes. And I just want to encourage you to remember that you are forgiven too. Let the work of Jesus take a root in your life. Let it work. Let it have an effect. Do you know that you are forgiven? If you've gone to Jesus Christ for salvation, then your sins, your shame, your guilt, forgiven. You are richly loved by God. Let the work of the cross work. Uh, The second thing I want to show you, I think this is really cool, is that each time that Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yeah, I love you. Um, Jesus replies with a directive for what Peter should do. Feed my sheep, tend my lambs. Jesus is calling Peter back into uh, his calling of caring for people, of being an apostle, a minister of the gospel. And so what I want to encourage you is that, you know, I think that loving God and loving Christ is directly connected to our privilege and joy of being able to love and serve him on the earth. And so as we look at God and say, I love you, I love you, one of the ways that we show our love for God, our love for Christ, is by loving our neighbor, by by feeding God's sheep, by teaching, by serving, by caring for people that are in need. And so if you and I want to grow in our love for Christ, probably the next step for you is obedience. That as you grow, you would grow by learning to show your love for God by loving and serving His people, by being faithful in the things that God gives you to do. And so as you and I love Jesus, well, let's let's love His people. Let's go out there and serve people. I think that's a beautiful picture of the gospel. There's one more thing that I want to show you. So there's a moment where uh, Peter, uh, for a second, begins to compare his life and his calling to the next guy. Well, in this case, it's John. And I know that you and I probably have the same tendency to, to say, okay, Jesus called me into certain things, but I wish he called me into what he's called this other person into. I wish, he had, I wish his plans for my life looked like his plans for this other person. And I want to tell you, we've got to resist that, but this is a powerful, powerful depiction of it. So he's just told Peter, uh, feed my sheep. And um, this is what Jesus tells him. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. Uh, But when you're old, you'll stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. And then he said to him, follow me. So after asking Peter, do you love me? And letting Peter confirm that. After reminding Peter of his mission to go and serve and care for people, Jesus sort of reinstitutes a call to Peter to follow him. And in that call, he warns him that following him is literally going to lead to taking up a cross, to dying to himself. That I think this this picture of you dressed yourself and one day somebody else is going to dress you and stretch out your arms, and this is how he was predicting the kind of death he would die. I think he's basically telling Peter, you just saw what happened to me. Peter, if you stay with me, this is going to happen to you. Now, to Peter's credit, Peter follows Jesus no matter what. But he does have this moment uh, where he wonders, you know, it, what about what about this other guy's life? What about John? So when, when Peter hears Jesus say, follow me, and warns him that it's going to lead to a, a difficult death later, Peter turned and he saw the disciple who Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who leaned back against Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who's going to betray you? We think that's John. When Peter 
saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? And Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? But you must follow me. Listen to me. God has called each one of us to follow him by following Christ. And we may ever have a tendency to look at somebody else who's following Jesus and say, I want their call. I want their life. Why can't I have the call that you placed on them? And I, I wish we could hear the voice of Jesus the same way that Peter heard it as Jesus looks and says, hey, their life, what does it matter to you what I call them into? I'm telling you to follow me. And so in this resurrection story, there's a couple things I want us to walk away with. Number one, you are richly forgiven. Be forgiven. Number two, your love manifests itself in obedience and service and loving your neighbor and, and caring for God's sheep. So let's get busy doing that. And then number three, like this call to follow Jesus, it does mean dying to ourselves, And part of that means we cannot compare our life to the next person's. You live yours. So let's all agree today to stop being concerned about what our neighbor or our friend is doing in their call to follow Jesus. Let's not be covetous of anybody else's call. Let's, let's be faithful to abide in Jesus Christ and follow him until our very last breath. Church family, thanks for tuning in. I hope that these resurrection stories this Easter week have been encouraging. Listen, I want to ask if you would take one extra step this week. Um, from time to time, we want to evaluate our ministries and just know if what we're doing is uh, serving the flock. So I'm not looking for a shout out or uh, anything like that, but I do want to assess whether or not the daily podcast is encouraging to our church family spiritually, whether it's helping us be the church well and follow Jesus well. So here's what I'd love for you to do. Would you give us a little bit of feedback and just let us know if the podcast is ministering to you well? You could email Cassidy at the church. Probably is the most um, is the best way, most efficient way for you to let us know uh, how effective the podcast is being so that we can know if this ministry is useful to the church and how we can make it more useful. Hey, God bless you. Let's be faithful together. Cannot wait to worship with you on Sunday. 